Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope everybody's been having just a wonderful last couple weeks. I apologize, it's been a couple weeks since I've released an episode and it's just been going crazy at work. Normal full work week plus anywhere from 25 to 35 hours extra each week of overtime. So it's just been nuts and I just haven't had a chance to sit down and put together an episode. So I apologize for taking so long to get this one out. I also wanted to recognize that about a month ago or so, three weeks ago, we lost another member of the AS community. Shauna, she was face number 1515 on the faces of AS. I have a link to her profile page in the show notes. But again, it's always always sad when we hear that somebody has passed away, was just part of the AS community as a whole. With that, I wanted to look at something different today. And basically, it's what are your goals when you're diagnosed with AS and what are your goals for treatment is really what we want to look at. So I found this great article. I have a link to it in the show notes. And it had a few key takeaways. One of them was, you know, are you going to discuss your treatment goals with your doctors so that you know how they want you to progress and you know how you want to progress as far as medications, exercise, diet, all of that? What type of treatment goals can you realistically focus on? What things do you think you might not be able to focus on or might not be willing to try at the moment? And then, as always, researchers are, you know, are continue to examine different treatment aspects for AS. So, you know, what happens two, three, five years down the road? Who knows? Because I can tell you, having been dealing with this for 30 plus years, if you would have told me 25 years ago that there was going to be medications that would help to slow the progression... I would not have maybe believed it. And now look at where we're at now. Looking at the different options, you know, in general, as the article says, treatment goals for people with AS, they're relative to the symptoms and they're basically trying to prevent or slow any type of disease progression. That's what we're all trying to fight is for some of us like myself, it's too late. The disease has progressed, hunched over multiple surgeries from it. But for you folks that have newer diagnoses, this is really what you're trying to do is prevent uh, the progression of the disease and keep a good quality of life or as good a quality of life as you can. There's going to be times when it's extremely painful. You can't get around that. That's part of just the disease coming and going. And there's going to be other times when it's not so bad and you just kind of be mindful of fatigue and any other symptoms you might be dealing with. But we're all going to have individual treatment goals, desires that we want. And it's going to depend on the particular diagnosis that you have. Someone with non-radiographic, their goal might be to keep it from progressing to axial spondyloarthritis. Somebody that's in axial spondyloarthritis already, their goal might be from having a complete fusion of the back or the hip damage getting any worse. We're all in this together. We're all dealing with the same symptoms but we're all at different levels and different stages. So everybody's goal is probably going to be just slightly different, but it's always great to share that with one another because as you try to progress through it, you don't want to feel alone. You may be at a a more beginning stage of AS, and if you talk to somebody about that who's at a much more advanced stage, they can 
you know, relate to where you're, you've been, where you're at, where you can go and provide some of that encouragement you might need to continue on with whatever course you're, you're wanting to take. You can look at these goals and a number of different things. You can look at what the doctor might start you off with if you're kind of new to this. Doctor might say, hey, take some NSAIDs. It might be where a conventional DMARD is introduced to you, such as methotrexate. And it might even be where an advanced DMARD, like a biologic, like a Humira, an Embro, Cosentix, is introduced to you by the doctor. And that could be something you decide to start off with, could be something you want to think about. There's no right or wrong answer. It's entirely dependent upon what is right for you. There's also going to possibly be some physical therapy and exercise included in this. Those two things, I can't emphasize enough how important they are and how much I lacked doing them, and I wish I could go back and and correct that. Physical therapy is great to keep that mobility and stretching in, but remember, if you don't have PT or don't want to go through PT, there's a lot of really good videos on both YouTube as well as just different websites that can help you out. Check the show notes. I'm going to have links to both Andrew Levine. He does a lot of great stretching. He has axial spondyloarthritis and just a plethora of items as well as yoga for AS. Both of those, I don't think you can go wrong doing either one of those. It's really whatever fits your temperament best. And then remember that what you start off with today doesn't mean that's what you'll be doing one year, two years, five years from now. Treatments change. Medications stop working. Switching medications happens. It's not the end of the world. It's not fun. You have something that's working for years, then all of a sudden just quits. It happens. It's just one of the issues that we have to deal with, along with many others, obviously. So if it happens, attack it with a gusto. If you're dealing with NSAIDs and those are no longer working, let's look at a, a methotrexate. Let's look at a biologic. If one of your biologic stops, then you just go on to the next one and see what works best for you. There is no way to know that when is that going to happen or if it's going to happen. Some people enjoy using the same biologic for decades. So you just have to, you know, deal with it as it comes along. And there's going to be some punches as you go through these treatment plans. But realistically, write down what you want to do. Set your goals. I want to exercise two times a week. I want to try to change my eating habits a little bit. I want to try to increase my levels of energy and combat some of the fatigue. For some of you, it might mean that you go to your doctor to work with a medication to help combat fatigue. Uh, Again, all of us are going to be different. Everything is going to be different for you than for me. So make sure that you talk to your doctor, write down what your goals are, write down what you're hoping to achieve, and let your doctor help you to then complete those and say, well, let's try this to, to combat this. and Let's try this to try to fix this. That way, as you put your goals together, your doctor is going to be on the same page with you and working to help you achieve those. Like I said, could be increasing energy. You know, it might be sleep. My sleep habits were terrible. I went and got a sleep study done. I'm overweight and got a CPAP machine. Makes all the difference in the world when I use it. Also, I was dealing with some low energy during the day. For me, I found out that I had low testosterone. I addressed that issue. And I also got a, a medication that helped with energy as well that you can you know, talk to your doctor about what the different options are that they like to use. All of that can play into how you deal on a day-by-day basis with the fatigue. If it's depression that's causing some of the fatigue or if fatigue is leading to depression, then work with your doctor about options for dealing with the depression. Maybe that's seeing a therapist. Maybe that's a medication or a 
combination of the two items. There's nothing wrong with getting help. There's nothing wrong with medication for help. But make sure that you're comfortable with all the steps so that you are being uh, given the best treatment plan, the best goals for you. And then also make sure that there's no anemia or things like that. You know, have the doctor run a full blood scan and blood test to know what you're dealing with. And then, you know, as far as one of your goals, look at preventing bone loss and fractures. This is going to be really key. You can do this with exercise and diet. Again, when you have AS, you can be at a higher likelihood for bone fractures uh, and possibly even lower bone density, depending on the progression level of your disease. Make sure that you have everybody on your team tied in. That's your primary care doctor, a neurologist if needed, any rehabilitation doctors, and your rheumatologist all working together so that they all can be as much on the same page as possible. One of the things I loved is when I was in Texas before I moved back here to Michigan, my rheumatologist, my primary care physician, and my orthopedic surgeon, they all knew each other. So when something happened to me, they were real quick to discuss it with the others, either through an email or anything like that. That was fantastic. So we're all kind of always on the same page. And then I had all three other email addresses And I would, if something happened, I would email them and CC everybody in it. But again, I wasn't expecting, it was just more, hey, I've had this go on. I just want to give you a heads up. And that only came from years of being with the same doctors and building a level of trust with them. And it was really a great working relationship. Ultimately, the whole thing with this condition is we're trying to keep the highest quality of life that we can. We want to prevent disability if possible and maintain our mobility. That's going to come from you having to put a lot of effort in it. That effort's going to come in the shape of exercising. Now that, again, I'm not talking about going out and running marathons. I'm talking about stretching, doing little things all the time to exercise. I've told you in past episodes during TV commercials, I'll do push-ups. you know, just different things to constantly keep moving. I bought some lighter kettlebells to work with. All of that just to continuously, continuously keep my body doing something. These are things I should have done 25 years ago. I have full fusion now, so it's too late for some things for me, but hopefully it's not too late for you. Hopefully you can get in there and you can address those issues and not end up in a situation like I am. And then if your doctor recommends physical therapy, go. Give it your best op, give it your best input, do your best work that you can. Because even though it might hurt, it might not be fun, this is all for your benefit. Make sure that you're keeping good posture when possible. Always practice flexibility if you can. Stand up and sit down at your desk if you're still working. Move around a little bit. All of these things can hopefully help you continue to keep good range of motion. I get up every morning. I sit on the edge of my bed. I do really deep breaths, four or five of them, just to stretch. And then I do three turns to the right, three turns to the left, and do just some quick stretches. I've done that for 25 years, and I credit some of that with having less issues with my rib cage and and so forth. Hasn't helped my spine. My spine's fused, but eh, you think what you think to get through the days each time. Use your medications. Take them regularly. Now, I see a lot of people in the forums, if you miss your biologic by a day or two, it's not a big deal. Just take it. Oh, I was supposed to take it Tuesday and it's Thursday. I forgot. Just take it. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to cause any problems. Now, if you're really concerned, talk to your doctor. Have him or her tell you what the best course of options are. But generally, if it's a couple days either way, you're going to be traveling. So you take it a day early. That generally doesn't prevent or provide uh, much of a problem. Again, talk to your doctor. I shouldn't say this is not medical advice. I can tell you I've taken them at different day intervals because of 
something happening and it generally doesn't cause much of an issue you know just the key is just consistent as much as possible so with that ultimately you want to make sure that you live the best quality life you can live having axial spondyloarthritis you do that through being consistent with the things that you do exercise watch what you eat you can try diet well there is no specific diet that's shown to help consistently relieve everybody's uh, symptoms with as there are people that anecdotally have good luck with diets. They're, I think, more of the exception versus the rule. But hey, try it. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Try the one that works best for you. That's why I said there is no right one. You have to just kind of try them, whether it be elimination diets, Mediterranean diet, carnivore diet, whatever. Eat what's best for you. You're going to know. Your body's going to react to what you do or don't put in it. And then make sure you continue to talk to others. Stay engaged. Stay active in the forums on Facebook. Reach out through the website. We're happy to interact with everybody and make sure that you are building up that group of people that you can talk to and be comfortable dealing with because we all know that chances are our family doesn't know anybody else with this. Some do, but chances are they don't. They only hear it from you and they may not always listen in the way you think they should or are needing. And so the best way around that is to deal with people that also are dealing with the same condition at various levels and interacting with them whenever possible. So with that, thank you. Have a wonderful week, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care.